Warning, the podcast you are about to listen to will contain detailed thought spoilers. If you do not wish to have the movie ruined for you, I recommend turning your podcast off now. Also, the podcast will contain graphic and explicit language. If you don't think your ears can handle it, turn the podcast off and go change your channel. You have been warned. Howdy, y'all. So, tonight we're going to be talking about 2018's Return to Haddonfield. Ironically, the movie is also called Halloween, which is a direct sequel to the original Halloween. I will discuss that when we actually get in the review part of it. But let's see what you've been watching in the last... Fuck, we recorded two days ago, so two days. Uh, Let's see here. Honestly, the only thing that I watched was uh, Resident Evil. Here, which one was it? I'm sure, uh, if I could remember. Uh, ooh. I think it was like the final, final chapter. Yeah, Resident Evil, the final chapter. Uh, what you? I have to know. What do you think about that? Yeah, that, yeah. I don't know. It wasn't my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Special effects kind of were shitty, and I did not actually make it to the end. I was like right. Right at the end, and I passed That's a out. tough one to make it through the fucking end. Yeah, <laughs> I was just like, I gotta stick it out because it's you know Resident Evil, and I want to see how it ends or whatever. If it does end, and I didn't even find out if it does, but the premise at the end was interesting. Mm, I'll give you that. Yeah. Did you watch anything else or just Resident Evil? No, that's like I it, said, man. it's only been fucking yeah. two days. <laughs> um, I watched, went back and rewatched a childhood classic favorite of mine, Ernest Scared Stupid. Oh, have cool. to watch it every Halloween. Okay. <laughs> It's a stupid fucking movie, but I love it. Um, I did watch Spirit Halloween, the movie. Oh, okay. So we definitely will be covering that down the road because right. I think I think you'll get a kick out of it. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. It sounds interesting enough. I'm already intrigued. <laughs> and I still have not been able to track. I think it might still be in theaters right now. It hasn't hit streaming yet. Uh, Terrifier 2. I am really excited to see that one. And uh, I really want you to watch the first one before, obviously, before we watch that one. But we will have to show you that one. You have it on Plex, so you can watch it whenever. Yeah, someone Uh, had brought it up to me the other day. They're uh, talking about the Terrifier. And I was like, I've heard of it. I've seen what it looks like. Um, I've heard it's like one of the most glorious over the top like ones out there. Oh, it is. It's Um, an extreme fucking movie. (laughs) Yeah, somebody was telling me that like it's. Oh, maybe it was my daughter was telling me that like kids have been ta- talking about the second one at school. Oh, the um, second one is yeah. supposed to be even fucking worse. Yeah, she's saying that the kids are saying it's it's pretty hard. Yeah, it's like because it is in theaters right now, but it was released fully unedited, unrated, so mm-hmm. they were allowed to do whatever the fuck 
they yeah. wanted with that one. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to seeing that. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be an interesting watch. But that's pretty much all I've watched in the last two days, two yeah. fucking movies. Uh, <laughs> did you have anything that you've seen that intrigues you to watch? The only one that I'm really pumped to see right now is the goddamn Grinch that murdered people. Oh, yeah. We talked about yeah. that on the other one. I comes out december 15th as soon as i can get my hands on a copy of it because i know that's not going to theaters that's going straight to st- a streaming platform yeah. somewhere is it like a netflix movie or hulu or something i have no clue yet okay I, that feels more like a shutter something that's gonna be a horror okay bait f- fan base yeah but it i i i just wish they release a damn trailer for it i know just because like i said i've enough. we We've at least seen the trailer for the horror Winnie the Pooh movie. Mm-hmm. I want to see a trailer for this one. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to the Winnie the Pooh one too. Taking like old classics like that and making them uh, demented is uh, what I'm into. Uh, so hopefully they do that with the Winnie the Pooh and uh, you know the Grinch. And if they could do like a Sesame Street or something, I'd be happy for that as well. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so with that being said, let's not waste any time. Let's get right into talking about. 2018's Halloween. I've waited for him. Testing one, two, three. We're on. We're here to investigate a patient that killed three innocent teenagers on a Halloween in 1978. He was shot by his own psychiatrist and taken into custody that night and has spent the last 40 years in captivity. Hello, Michael. I have something you might like to see. Everyone in my family, like, turns into a nutcase this time of year. Yeah, I mean, your grandmother is Lori Strode. She was almost murdered. Wasn't it her brother who murdered all those babysitters? No. It was not her brother. That's something that people made up. Do you know that I pray every night that he would escape? Who the hell did you do that for? So I can kill him. Dad, look out! The bus crashed. Mom, what bus crashed? Michael escaped. Excuse me, somebody's in here. Hello? He's waited for this night. He's waited for me. I've waited for him. Get out! Go home! Get inside! 
the closet door. This is it, Jennifer. Your big break in TV. Welcome to prime time, bitch. Forty years after the Haddonfield murders in 1978, two journalists, Aaron and Dana, traveled to Smith Grove Sanitarium to interview Michael Myers, who was captured after Dr. Samuel Loomis shot him off the Doyle House balcony. Dr. Ranbir Sartain, Michael's new psychiatrist, after Dr. Loomis's death, informed them that Michael is able to speak, but he just chooses not to. Aaron approaches Michael and talks to him, but fails to get him to speak even after showing him his mask and mentioning Lori Strode. The two journalists leave Smith's Grove Sanitarium and drive to Lori's house, a heavily fortified and decrepit homestead, and bribe her for an interview, which she reluctantly accepts. Lori has spent the last 40 years dealing with post-traumatic stress and preparing for Michael's inevitable return. Her feelings have resulted in two failed marriages and losing custody of her daughter Karen at a very young age. Aaron and Dana tell Lori their interest in finding out why Michael committed the murders in 1978 and ask her to meet with him in a final attempt to get him to speak before he's transferred to a maximum security prison. Lori kicks them out of her house, but not before taking the money that they offered her. As the transport is being prepared and patients are loaded on the bus, Dr. Sartain insists on accompanying Michael as the bus departs. In Haddonfield, Lori's granddaughter and Karen's daughter, Allison, is walking to school with two friends and tells them the stress that her family endures due to the grandmother's past. In class, Allison looks out the window to see Lori watching her, very much like Michael watching her in the very first movie. She meets with her granddaughter, who gives her the $3,000 from Aaron and Dana, and tells her to have fun. Meanwhile, the bus transport crashes into a ditch. The security guards were killed, the inmates were scattered about the road, a man and his son driving down the road happen upon the bus and investigate. While the father disappears, his son grabs a rifle from the truck and encounters a fatally wounded security guard that tells him to run. He investigates the bus and is startled by Dr. Sartain shooting him in the shoulder accidentally. Fleeing back to the truck, he calls the police. Michael appears from the back seat and kills him. The following morning, Sheriff Frank Hawkins explains that Michael Myers escaped the transport and will most certainly return to Haddonfield to finish what he started four decades prior. Aaron and Dana arrive at the gas station. Dana leaves Aaron to use the bathroom while he goes inside to pay for gas. With the inside of the station deserted, he stumbles upon a dead mechanic missing his coveralls and a cashier whose jaw has been ripped open. Meanwhile, Michael attacks Dana in the bathroom, and when Aaron arrives to save Dana, Michael kills him by bashing him into the door numerous times, killing him before strangling Dana to death. Michael inspects the vehicle and recovers his mask, putting it on. Lori learns about the transport crash and breaks into Karen's house to demonstrate her lack of security. After a brief argument about Michael and Karen and her husband, Ray, Lori leaves and heads to the gas station in time to witness the bodies of Aaron and Dana being recovered. On Halloween night, Michael wanders a populated street in Haddonfield littered with families and children trick-or-treating. 
He finds his way into a shed behind a house and takes a hammer before going inside to kill the sole occupant. He replaces the hammer with a kitchen knife and moves into the house next door, killing another woman by stabbing her through the throat. Allison is at a school-sanctioned Halloween party with her friends and receives a call from Vicky inviting her to come over once Julian, the kid she's babysitting, falls asleep. Allison gets into an altercation with her boyfriend Cameron, who drops her phone and punch her pudding just as Lori was calling to warn her to go home. At Julian's house, he tells Vicky that he saw a masked man standing in the doorway, but Vicky dismisses it as his imagination and puts Julian to bed as her boyfriend Dave arrives. As Vicky checks the closet at Julian's request, she opens the door as an attack by Michael Myers, who was hiding inside. Julian flees the house and calls the police. Lori, patrolling the streets on her, in her truck, hears the dispatch call on her radio and hurries to the house, where Sheriff Hawkins is investigating. He finds Vicky's corpse, and Lori shoots Michael through a window, only to find out it was a reflection in the mirror. Lori and Hawkins patrol behind the neighboring houses and find Michael. Lori shoots him, but as, he tur- as she turns the corner, Michael is gone. Allison ditches her boyfriend at the party and allows her friend Oscar to walk her home. Allison rejects his advances and Oscar lags behind, spotting Michael watching her. Oscar tries to escape but is caught on a fence and Michael impels him. Allison turns back and finds Oscar's body and is chased by Michael before finding refuge in a neighboring home. Karen and Ray arrive at Lori's fortified home and wait for Allison to arrive. Hawkins encounters Dr. Sartain and in turn find Allison during their search for Michael. Finding Michael, Hawkins runs him over with police SUV and gets out of the vehicle to shoot Michael at point blank range, despite Dr. Sartain's protests. Dr. Sartain stabs Hawkins in the throat with a blade hidden inside a pen and kills him before taking Michael's mask on and trying it on for himself. Dr. Sartain loads Michael into the back of the vehicle with Allison and drives to Lori's house, intent on reuniting them. Michael regains consciousness and reclaims his mask, and Allison informs Dr. Sartain that Michael spoke to her, distracted by a demand to know what Michael said. Michael breaks through the security barrier, forcing Dr. Sartain out of the vehicle and stomps on his head as Allison flees on foot. Ray steps outside to offer coffee to the police officer stationed outside Lori's house and finds them dead. Michael appears behind Ray and strangles him. Lori alerts Karen to Michael's arrival and sends her into the hidden safe room that she locks and barricades the front door. Michael breaks through the glass panels on the door and attacks Lori, who escapes by shooting Michael's hand with a shotgun, stripping him of two fingers, forcing him to retreat. Lori patrols her house room by room and seals each room off with security gates. Lori encounters Michael upstairs. Allison arrives as Lori and Michael stab each other and witness Lori fall from the balcony. When she investigates, Lori is gone and Allison makes her way into the safe room of Karen, who alerts Michael. As he appears, Karen shoots him with a rifle and stuns him. Lori appears from the shadows and attacks Michael, sending him tumbling down the steps into the safe room. Karen and Allison leave the safe room, but Michael regains consciousness and grabs Karen's ankle. Allison stabs Michael with his own knife, and the two escape the room. Lori flips a switch, and metal bars spring into place, barricading the exit and trapping Michael in the safe room as it fills with gas. 
Lori lights a flare and tosses it through the bars, sent, setting the room ablaze with Michael in it. Lori, Carrie, and Allison escape as the room becomes engulfed in flames and hitch a ride in the back of a pickup truck that's coming down the road. The three women embrace as they're taken home safely. In a post credit sequence, we hear Michael's breathing. So is he really dead? So what do you think of this movie? Uh, I feel like this one really made um, made me understand and realize just how fucking badass um, he is. Like the first one was so well done, and it just gave you such a great backstory and just so much information to work off of. And this one was just like, yeah, you thought he was cool. Like it just, it was a cool. That's all. They kept kept. Uh, that's what I kept thinking in my head. It's like. It just made it a really a really cool horror film to portray this character. Yeah, I agree. And you can definitely tell that the people behind this one were fans yeah. of not just the original movie, but of the Halloween franchise in general. Because I talked about it briefly while we were watching the movie. There is tons of references to every fucking Halloween movie in this movie. From yeah. the character that's called Mr. Elrod, that was a character from Halloween 2. The shot of him going to the house and killing the lady in the kitchen who was making the sandwich. That was Mrs. Elrod. Oh, wow. From the Halloween 2. Um, like the actual it, character, just that lady that played her. It's pretty much the same exact setup that opened up Halloween 2. Okay. Um, there's Halloween mask from Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. There's reference to Halloween Curse of Michael Myers about banning Halloween in Haddonfield. <laughs> like, there's just so many little hidden gems. And I also like the little touch that Karen's childhood dollhouse was a dollhouse that Lori made that was an exact replica of the Myers house. I thought that was pretty badass. <laughs> like, <laughs> you were almost brutal. Your friends were brutally murdered and you narrowly escaped and you give your child a dollhouse based out the the house of the person that fucking killed all your friends yeah if you don't ever want to play dollhouse with your kids just get them the one that you were traumatized in <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> that's not a way to get over fucking trauma <laughs> you're just traumatizing your fucking child the elephant in the room is a tiny little dollhouse <laughs> that she just cannot get over i also liked how every single character who has interacted with michael or knows about him are like genuinely like terrified of him. Mm, like yeah. he's just got this so epic, just badass legacy of just being this unstoppable beast, and we see that in this oh time and time again. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like the way the movie opens with the two journalists, podcasters going to Smith's Grove to interview Michael. But honestly, I think those two characters are really just throwaway characters yeah like they really didn't need to be there for any other shit to fucking happen but it was just two more people for michael to whack off really fucking early on in this movie yeah because uh, i will say this after the original movie this movie michael ups his kill count quite a fucking bit. oh yeah <laughs> and i was very stoked about that there was murdering straight from the get-go <laughs> but i think that the way that I'm perceiving that scene is I'm sure she's been hit up by a lot of journalists. You know, I'm sure over the years, everybody was like, wants to talk oh, to yeah. her about it and all that shit. And I think it was kind of nice for her to be like, 
all right, cool. These motherfuckers just got killed, and yeah. I feel a little bit better about because you you offended me, and now you gotta die. <laughs> <laughs> Michael fell for that. Yeah, and like all the characters in this movie are really good characters. Mm-hmm. Like I said, the two journalists are just throwaways. And I like when they go to Lori's house after Michael Myers meeting with Michael Myers. Um, they have to bribe her with $3,000. And they just say one thing that pisses Lori off. And like, get out, but I'll take my money. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> it it's like she's been picked on. Like, people don't, people don't believe her, you know? That's, yeah. That's, they, they really enforce that a lot. Like, really shitting on her mm-hmm. for, like, experiencing this horrific event. Yeah. And then, oh, yeah. You won't leave your house, and like we're gonna shit on you for it, and all this other stuff. Um, they push real hard for that in this movie, I'd say. Yeah, I definitely have to agree with that. Backtracking a little bit, mm-hmm. the opening credit sequence. What'd you think about that? It was good. It felt like they, like so. So you said John, like the guy. Is it the same uh, cinematographer? No, no. Dean Cundey died, and man. he was pretty passed away. Yeah. Well, whatever they did, they still were able to give it that same exact look as the first one. Like, it was filmed the same exact, mm-hmm. uh, like, the same camera or whatever was different back then. I will say this. Did you notice the face of the jack-o'-lantern? Uh, I know that it, like, melted in reverse. It's the exact same cutout that they used in the original. Okay. And I like the fact that when it comes out, it's completely rotted and rotted down. But the pumpkin comes back to life. Oh, that's like this is forty years later. We're bringing Michael back to yeah. Haddonfield, reinventing and bringing back Halloween. Yeah, relighting that candle yeah. and that jack o' lantern, the candle of death. And I, I'll be honest. I saw this movie in theaters. I had very low expectations for this oh, wow. movie, even though I'm a huge Halloween fan. Yeah, there was one thing that gave me. Gr- grave concern what's that it's what i asked you if you knew who wrote and directed this movie oh yeah and i'm sure they said it in the beginning i just didn't this movie is directed by david gordon green who also co-wrote it with danny mcbride danny mcbride the comedian and they are the ones that brought us such gems as eastbound and down your highness pineapple express yeah so when i heard that these two yahoos we're taking the reins on my favorite fucking franchise. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, you're going to ruin it. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I was fucking seething. I'm very happy yeah. that they are horror fans because they made a horror fan Halloween movie. With dick jokes. <laughs> and there was plenty of their humor. Yeah. Especially yeah. like with the, oh my God, I got peanut butter on my penis. <laughs> like the dad is probably the worst character in this movie. His the way he delivers his lines, I just want to punch him in the dick. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, I got Franklin energy. I need you to die. <laughs> He's all awkward and stuff around everybody. And like fucking the character of Karen, she is the definition of a fucking Karen. Yeah. She is a cunt in this movie. Yeah, she was definitely. Like, I was hoping she would die <laughs> in this movie, just how much of a bitch she was. Yeah. Constantly lying to her daughter, being a total bitch to her mother and then when Lori at the family dinner thing she has an episode and leaves she has the audacity well I tried don't can't say I didn't warn you like she should have died (laughs) in this movie just for karmic 
retribution. <laughs> but it's like, no, she's a main character, so we're going to keep her alive. And what would you think of the douchebag boyfriend? Yeah, he had that Chad energy straight from the get-go. Oh, yeah, you got like a Karen and happen. a Chad in this movie. And yeah. both of them fucking survived. Yeah. <laughs> you almost wonder, like, maybe uh, after that situation happened, after he, like, fucked her over, if maybe there was going to be a situation where uh, he's in the scene again and, like, Michael's there and, you know, uh, Michael murders him, kind of get justice. You're right. <laughs> and I do like the, the twist in this movie on implementing an evil dr loomis yeah like i really thought that was an interesting take on it especially since he was a student of dr loomis and took over michael myers case after loomis is passing away yeah and like it's almost like michael leaked into him or he wanted to know what it feels like to hold the power to take a life kind of like in hannibal yeah that's kind of what i saw um or that curiosity because that's what that's what really got him is like he wanted like you said wanted to feel the power and see what it's like and he even puts on the mask and all that shit but he you know darkness is infectious you know yeah the the mystery to it and like his one goal is just to get a word out of michael and that's why he does what he does stabs the sheriff and i know in my synopsis i said kills him spoiler spoiler alert sheriff survives he will return next week in Halloween Kills. But I I like the dynamic uh, because Dr. Loomis was such a powerful presence against Michael. Right. To have a doctor character who is powerful presence in favor. Yeah, empowers Michael. Michael to be yeah. himself. Literally puts him in place to reunite him with Lori, and it just goes apeshit from there. Yeah, when he, when she says that um, Michael said something to her, do you think that that was real, or she was just saying that Oh, that was his ass? total fucking bullshit, because okay. the first time she saw Michael is when she throws him, uh, well, you see him behind Oscar when she finds him on the fence, mm-hmm. but he's, she's running away from him, and then the next time we see him is when Dr. Sartain throws him unconscious into the backseat of the car. So there's no way that he talked to her. Yeah. <laughs> so that was all fucking bullshit just to get the doctor to pull the car over. And that was, you said that kid's name was Oscar that got impaled on the fence. Mm-hmm. That was that was a pretty sick ass scene. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they, they cut back to it in uh, much better ways in Halloween Kills when they start doing recap okay the beginning of that movie so you'll get a better view of what happened to good yeah. old oscar it was it was pretty gruesome the sound effects were nice like just crunch just oh yeah right like and... this movie is gushy squishy yeah <laughs> talking about squishy when he stomps sartain's fucking yes head. <laughs> yeah that i was very grateful for that <laughs> <laughs> that was quite enjoyable like zero fucks given yeah and that i was squishy Going back to the beginning, uh, when Dana is in the bathroom, I just like that visual when the hand comes over and he drops all the fucking teeth that he just pulled from. That was dark. <laughs> yeah. It's just such a great visual. And that scene, ironically, is a reference to Halloween H2O. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. 
Like I said, there's so many goddamn references in this movie, it's fucking tiresome. I'll have to check out all the other, well, I mean, I've just, obviously we're watching them, but I have to see all of them, so that way when I watch it again, I'll be able to catch all yeah. the references. But, like, it wasn't until, like, my third watching of this movie that I caught every single fucking reference <laughs> in this movie. What did you think of the way that they portray Laurie in this one, as opposed to the first movie? And Laurie would be uh, imposing as the the daughter, right? Is that Laurie is uh, Jamie Lee Curtis? Okay. Um, it reminded me of Texas Chainsaw, where she's like all old, and you know she looks haggard, like she's mm-hmm. experienced some god awful shit. Her hair's all white. Um, you know she's a badass who's ready to kill her antagonist. You know what I mean? Um, she, you know she did great. The scream, obviously, like you said, got way way fucking better. Mm-hmm. Um, she was a badass in it, but the thing that I can't seem to get over is how they believe they can kill him. Like, I, I just don't, I mean, he's been shot. He's, he's got hit by a fucking car going like full blast, dude. I mean, he just, Oh, and this one, they even take some of his fingers away from him. Yeah. And did you see that only two were showing? So to me, that was kind of like, Oh, this is the second (laughs) Halloween, like the real second Halloween. But he gets his hand shot, loses two fingers. He gets shot by Lori again in the shoulder, escapes that, gets stabbed a handful of times. Mm-hmm. Lori gets stabbed in the, in the gut this time. Yeah. Like, they're just going at it in this fucking movie. Yeah, they were pulling punches. And it's def- definitely a lot more violent than it, the yeah, 1978 one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, and they, they did a really good job. Um, they did a lot less, I feel like, of the the menacing like seeing him in the shadows i mean there was mm-hmm. the ones that they did i thought were really sick though like when you see his face come into the like looking through the window um, oh yeah before he kills that chick in the house then i just love that shot where he's looking through mm-hmm. and the reflection goes away then after a couple moments you see him walking through the oh, you see a shadow good. in the windows to the side yeah. then all of a sudden he comes up from behind the bitch and just sticks the knife straight through her fucking throat yeah like, it's brutal. Like Michael Myers even kills a child. Yeah. In this movie, and this is he, this is zero fucks given. Michael Myers. <laughs> he went all out, and and I do remember thinking from the first one because he uh, he never really murdered around the kids or in front of the kids or any of them in the original, and I was like, okay, maybe he's like, but that doesn't make sense because he killed his you know child sister <laughs> yeah. like straight from the get go. Yeah. So he doesn't have any boundaries. He feels nothing. You can kind of hear his voice, I want to say, a couple times. I think when he gets stabbed or, or kicked. Or you something. hear a lot of grunts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Michael grunts a lot in this one. <laughs> yeah. Like As opposed to just the heavy breathing that we hear. Like Leatherface. His ass is all grunty, too. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm trying to think. I don't know if Michael ever really grunts, or, or Jason ever really grunts in Friday the 13th. Uh, Maybe a time or two in some of the movies, but. Well, well, when we start watching them, we'll have to look out for drugs. Right. <laughs> I still got the video game feel, though, even in this one at, at times. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I love the character of Julian, the little kid that Vicky's babysitting. Oh, he was a badass. Oh, my God, that little shit. <laughs> I love when he comes down the stairs screaming that song. I think somebody's in the house. Somebody's in the house. A song's standing in my room. She's going up there. She's like, no, don't go up there. Send Dave. Send this. Send Dave. Like, he was being let, real. Yeah. <laughs> let the guy go up and get killed. Yeah. Not you. Not you. I actually like you. But he, like, 
for such a young actor, it, the performance that he gives is perfect for that role. And that is definitely a Danny McBride fucking written character. Oh, yeah, all those lines. He probably, yeah. that, that kid probably got adopted by Danny McBride, and that's how he was also <laughs> genuine with those lines. Because those are exactly written by them, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> all that, all, everything, I feel like that was, they let that little kid kind of be their spirit animal. Right. regards to how like how raunchy they can be and stuff yeah yeah he was awesome <laughs> so the at the halloween party cameron gets a little drunk starts being an even bigger douche to ashley and i, I i'll say it like i said punch or pudding and i'm thinking it's more of a pudding because that was a very thick substance in that bowl that he drops her phone in tapioca <laughs> right <laughs> and like in your mind, would you just take it like that? Like, you just put, like, the way she handled it, just turn around and walk away? Dude, Wouldn't you lose a, your shit? Yeah, yeah. That thing was probably a thousand bucks. And you just put that shit. Now, hopefully I can take it home and put it in rice, and we're all good to go. Plus, like, with the grandma and the mom being the way they are, like, you could tell that she truly battled it. And it wasn't so much yeah. more like, oh, it's my fault. I'm addicted to it. It's like, no, my family has been terrorized. And they need to know and where it's I'm at. fucking Halloween yeah. night. <laughs> and you're a douche, and you just fucking fucked my phone up. I just, I just stabbed him. <laughs> I'd be like, uh, Michael, I got one for you. I need you to do this for me, like ASAP. I did think it was an interesting idea of them going as gender flipped, Bonnie and Clyde, yeah, gender bender. Yeah, and be- the fact of them going as Bonnie and Clyde. I really wanted Cameron to get fucking killed. <laughs> I really wanted him to get fucking killed in this movie. Unfortunately, that doesn't happen. But there's also two other movies, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, well, <laughs> you were hoping there was some foreshadowing because the dad was like, well, you know how it ends for them, right? Kind of hinting towards because yeah. they die, and it's like, yeah. oh. Obviously, we don't want her to die, but we're definitely okay with her dad dying. What'd you think of uh, Ray's death? Ray was the dad. Ray was the dad. Yeah. Um, when he finds the jack-o'-lantern head. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I like how uh, Michael will just, like, stuff his kills into random places, like, oh, yeah. finding it. He's uh, got a sense of humor. He does. He, <laughs> he put he, a flashlight in a cop's severed head. Oh, my God. The... That was wonderful, <laughs> dude. He, yeah, he made a jack-o'-lantern out. <laughs> it's so fucking awesome. great. <laughs> <laughs> you wonder, like, okay, well, he's got all that time. Sitting, you know, at the insane asylum, like just like sitting in his like little exercise square, you know, where they're all chained and whatnot. Um, I also thought at that scene when he had the mask out that like Michael was gonna like briskly like take it, like scare the shit out of everybody and be like, This is fucking mine or something. Well, not talk obviously, but just like take it from him. Um, that's legit. The only reason why those two characters exist in this movie is for Michael to get his damn mask back. (laughs) Oh my god, right? That's literally the only reason they're in this fucking movie. They might well. Might as well just like left a fucking butcher knife next to it as well. <laughs> you I'm sure he could have found something in that truck to use a tire iron. Because <laughs> he was definitely changing it up a little bit in this one, as yeah. opposed to just being stabby stabby. And I did love how he kind of upgraded each each kill. Oh like, fuck yeah! <laughs> it got a little bit more, a little bit. Then more. a bigger knife, and then an even bigger knife. Oh, he, dude, that's I'm telling you, it's a video game. He got experience points, and he was able to upgrade, or he was like rummaging through, you know, a house. It's it's totally video game status. Oh wait till like I said. I'm so excited for you to watch this next one, mm-hmm. Halloween Kills. All right. Because how you and I both agree that this movie is fucking 
way more extreme than the original. Yeah. They Kills it takes it up a thousand fucking notches, dude. Well, good, because it's in the title. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> it's fucking brutal. <laughs> All right, I'm down. I literally think in one scene in the opening of Kills, Michael kills as many people as he kills in this movie. All right. In just Good. one fucking sequence. Yeah, because I think we both agreed that even in the first like 30 minutes, he killed more people than in the last one altogether, mm-hmm. right? Combined? Yeah. Um, he was having a heyday. And I loved how he was just able to gradually just walk down the neighborhood and just pick yeah. a house. Like, and again, it was side-scrolly. And then the way that he turned, it felt like he was playing Grand Theft Auto. Right. Kind of turned and then walks towards the house and shit. And I did love his little scurry. And you can see the shadow in the background. Mm Because, like, even in video games, there's points where the camera has to stop. And you have to walk around where the camera won't move. And you have to find your way in the house. And he did. And, like, I think the first time I saw this movie, what really, as a Halloween fan, really made me happy to see is how good they made the new Myers mask because it looks almost identical to the original Shatner mask that they used. Granted, just 40 years old. They aged it perfectly. So they weren't sharing, they weren't reusing. He's like, this is the original. I'm going to hold on to this because no, it, it was a brand. They had that new mask remade for this movie. Okay. But because the original one they used in Halloween two, And if, when you watch Halloween two, you could, Tell it wasn't really kept in the best of conditions. Oh, right. In a smoker's bedroom, in a smoker's <laughs> house under a bed, so it was a little on the yellow side. So, since Halloween 2, they've re uh, had a sculptor make a new mask for mm. every Halloween movie. Did he have his collar popped in the first one? Yeah. Did he? Yeah, because yeah, it, it felt more apparent in this. Oh, it's very apparent. Yeah. Especially he, if you watch some of the. the earlier halloween flicks Mm -hmm. where they just completely eliminate the collar flip okay the popped collar um i was happy to see that come back so i think that's what it is uh, that i'm starting to because when i was watching this movie and i keep using the term cool Mm -hmm. in the first one i even say it multiple times where i was like oh he seems like this kind of awkward spectrumy guy and in this one he he's he just came off more cool like he was just he, he was had, on a mission. Yeah, in this dude, one. <laughs> he just leveled up. He, you know, maybe he got late or something, or he just he was just like, you know what, I'm fucking Michael Myers. I'm gonna go fuck up a ton of people tonight. It's my night. That's what I do. And uh, I would love to see if there's any backstory behind how the bus magically got fucked. I honestly, not even in deleted scenes, they talk about it. Oh. The only thing I could think is mm. that Sartain played a role in that but they didn't yeah. want to show that sequence because mm-hmm. it'd be way too on the fucking nose right that's the only explanation i can give to hide that he's a dick at the very end and he's yeah. like he sabotaged it because yeah. he wanted him to get out because he's also the only survivor mm-hmm. of that yeah he uh he also his ass gets shot too right the oh yeah by the kid yeah and the bus don't shoot <laughs> busted him i laughed so hard on that part Worst thing you could do when someone who doesn't know you're there is carrying a gun is say, don't shoot. Or jump out. You know, Especially when like, this kid just found a dead body. Yeah. I did like that scene when they're, um, the dad and son are rolling up because it was very reminiscent of the opening of the first Halloween when all the patients were roaming around. Yeah, outside. I saw that too. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, there's just so, like, 
so many great nods to the original and a lot of the others. It, it's, I'm happy that David Gordon Green and Danny McBride are Halloween fans. Which one's David Gordon Green? What what have he's, I seen him in? Literally, he's not an actor. Oh, he's, he's only he's he's the one that directed all like Pineapple Express. Oh, okay, and, shit and wrote them with Danny McBride. Oh, okay, all right. yeah. So Danny McBride's the writer actor. David Gordon Green is the writer director. Surprised you didn't see any of their home like because they roll with like you know a, a core group of kids. Oh fuck yeah! Uh, and I was kind of surprised none of them were in it. I'm half surprised we didn't have a fucking James Franco. Yeah, I was expecting that or even movie. Seth. You know, um, it's definitely not as good as the first one. But no, but I think it had a lot of really good elements that made it as good as the first one to a certain extent too. For coming out and being made forty years after, yeah, the original. That's true. And when you've seen some of the Halloween movies that have come out, I will honestly say this is probably the best Halloween movie next to the original. So it does it justice to yeah. keep the greatness alive. Yeah. Okay. It's definitely in top top five Halloween movies now. Well, that because they've had time to look at all the things that they didn't like or that everybody bitched about all the others. And it's like, okay, how do we yeah. cater to all of those bitching? While also keeping it original and also a tribute to the original, and they they did a good job. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, like even and the music was good too. But I still liked the the just eerie, gritty, raw um, synths. You oh know, yeah, the first yeah, one. Yeah. These ones were definitely a little cleaner, like a little more hip. I could hear them like playing at raves and stuff. It's mm-hmm. not like there was a bass behind one of them. But I like the 2018 influence from his son Cody mm-hmm. on like adding in electric guitar. Yeah, to like distorted, distorted guitar and just mm-hmm. gives it even a more creepiness. Some squeals and shit. Yeah. yeah, it definitely added some terror to it. Yeah, the I think the score on this one is just as good as the original. Yeah, the original is classic. Nothing will ever touch that, but this one definitely does it justice. They didn't. Um, well, they did a little bit, but not as apparent as the first one where. The theme song to Michael wasn't like played at every single time you saw him. Yeah. Um, but they definitely did it, and they were real subtle with it. Um, God, man, I love how he just—he went on a good, decent killing spree. Mm-hmm. It was quite enjoyable. Like literally, he goes into that old lady's house, kills her, walks into the house next door, kills that bitch, mm-hmm. leaves the house, and just continues. Well, plus the hardware store before that, right? I mean, yeah. He's been having a good old time all day, just cruising through town, running his airing. Like, his just errands. up to that one where, uh, the knife to the throat. Yeah. There's already, just to that kill alone, there's already more kills in this movie than there was in the original. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's including fucking Judith at the beginning. <laughs> so, here was a lot of stupid questions that I had before we were going into the first one, because I didn't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. I generally just thought that he was trying to kill Jamie Lee Curtis, and obviously he never gets to. But then I was like, okay, well, does he kill a bunch of people on his way to get to her? And then obviously those questions got answered like right quick. But going into these, I was like, I wonder how murderous he really is. See, they make a reference to it in this movie. So mm. this one line in this movie will make more sense now. In the original run of Halloween and Halloween 2, you know why. Michael's going after Lori. Oh. They give a reason to it. They make Lori his sister. <laughs> a different sister than the one he killed yes. or she survived? Yeah, but okay. she was born after he killed her. Oh, so he just fucking hates his siblings. 
So it literally turns into Michael's trying to destroy his family. So like when Jamie Lee Curtis doesn't return for Halloween four, mm-hmm. they kill her character off oh. and give her a daughter, Jamie Lloyd. Now Michael finds out he's got a niece. Yeah. And that's who his focus is to kill. You know, I don't like being an uncle myself, but I can't <laughs> push those boundaries to go murder her. But yeah, that, that's why the make a comment wasn't her. Uh, wasn't it her brother that killed all the people? Mm. And then Allison says, no, that's just some rumor people made up to make themselves feel better. Cool. So they like completely pay homage to the original lore while also saying that is not the lore for this <laughs> new fucking trilogy, that's this quadrilogy. Bullshit. Yeah. Um, that's not going to be what we see in this movie. <laughs> so if we just saw, okay, so maybe now I'm, I'm, I'm the... Halloween Kills, that's the one we're going to watch next. And yeah. which number is that? In this in this timeline, it's number three. Number three. In all of Halloween movies, it's number 12. Holy fuck, it's number 12? Yeah. <laughs> so then, and if this is one, two, and three, and it's in chronological order in, in this version mm. of these. And uh, there's going to be one more because we're going to watch Halloween Ends. Okay. And that'll be the fourth in this new Halloween quadrilogy. Well, then the reason I'm asking is because Jamie Lee Curtis is already pretty old in this one. Mm-hmm. How many more years was Kills made after this? Because this was 2019. It was made. It was supposed to come out in 2020, mm. but the pandemic happened. Okay. So it came out in 2021. So Halloween Kills takes place the same night as this movie. Halloween, when we get to Halloween ends, they fast forward time to 2022, so it takes place four years after the events of what we just watched. Okay. Okay. Hmm. So they're trying to get back into common time as opposed to in 2021, the movie's taking place in 2018. Okay. So they're finally bringing it up, updated timeline. Hmm. And I'm eager to see if the the next one that we watch is going to have that same gritty uh, film uh, to it. Like, there's a oh, certain, it, it, you know what I'm saying? I will spoil Look. it and say it definitely does. Good. Then they're keeping it, and I'm content with that. They're keeping yeah. it the true it to that It looks form. great. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about it when I'm recording. Like, there's a lot of things that are wrong with that movie, <laughs> but <laughs> we will discuss that after you see it. Okay. Um, they're but, like, uh, Michael has wings and a stinger. <laughs> <laughs> of all the crap they did in that movie, I'm surprised they didn't do something yeah. like that. Uh, it is definitely fucking bonkers. And I will give you a little bit of a spoiler. Halloween Kills, we have some returning characters. Okay, from cool. The original. Nice. We'll have the uh, Nurse Marion returns. Okay. Tommy, the character of Tommy Doyle returns. Character of Lindsay Wallace returns. And Sheriff Lee Brackett returns. Cool. More opportunities for people to die (laughs) that didn't get to die previously. (laughs) That's a very good way to look at it. (laughs) Yeah. You're not getting away from me, bitch. I'm Michael Myers. Like I said, I can't wait for you to watch that one later on for us to have a conversation. I I wonder if uh, (laughs) the beginning of the third one, if his... His custodial gear is all burnt and charred and shit, or you know, he's got like a maybe like a Jason goes to hell thing where he's got like a demon. I face. will tell you, tell you this: the scene where Michael 
re-emergence. Uh-huh. It was fucking epic. Okay, good. I'm pumped. It is fucking like all T one thousand status, she just like comes out as liquid and just like reforms and comes back. Then he kinda oh, turns into a xenomorph and starts running around and terrorizing people. <laughs> You'll like, find out when we watch it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> like it is That scene made the child in me fucking giddy as hell. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a face hugger on him. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't know if, uh, do you remember when the trailers for Kills came out? No. I mean, I'm, sh- no, I don't. Let's just put it this way in the trailers, it starts off with Lori, Allison, and Karen are being driven in the truck. And as they're driving down the road, Coming the other direction past them is the fire trucks. Ooh, okay. <laughs> and Lori's screaming, no, 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 let it burn, let it burn. <laughs> and then that was the original fucking teaser to that movie. So Right, cause, and it's supposed to be like essentially like a direct, <laughs> like right where we left off. It this is, is literally the same night. Okay. And we I know you said that earlier, but I just wanted to confirm yeah, that. Literally. Cool. This movie starts as where that movie ended. Kind of like how you were saying Hellraiser one and two do the same thing, mm-hmm. all right? Yeah, uh, is that like a is that like a common thing to do? It's it's like a, an extra chapter to a movie. It was definitely can... especially with Halloween because the original Halloween two picks up immediately where the original Halloween leaves off. Okay, so both both timeline first and second movies take place on the same night. Mm. So, like multiple parts, mm-hmm. but they made it two different movies. So, like the tagline for Halloween '78 was "The Night He Came Home." Ah, uh, the cool. tagline for Halloween Two is "More of the Night He Came Home." Oh, okay. So this <laughs> this shit we couldn't fit in an hour and a half. Yeah, and when they get to that movie, you'll understand why uh, Carpenter credits a lot of that script to Budweiser. <laughs> oh yeah, it's all he just wanted, he the studio wanted him to write a sequel so he wrote a sequel <laughs> there, i love the movie to death but there is some inter- interesting nuances with it <laughs> so it's like one of those situations where they're like look we're gonna pay you money to do this and he's like i don't really want to make a sequel Literally. but i have to yeah. Mm. yeah so like after that one they did halloween 3 season of the witch which has nothing michael myers isn't in the movie in fact, at one point in the movie, they show a trailer for John Carpenter's Halloween. So it's like completely changing canon. They wanted to get rid of Michael Myers and just make kind of like an anthology style thing where every year they make a Halloween themed movie. That was the original plan for the continuation of the Halloween franchise. To not have Michael Myers in it, but like some his dark energy. Well, I'm going to ruin it for you. Reanimates and something else. Fucking, Lori shoots Michael Myers in both eyes. Oh, wow. Loomis gets stabbed with a scalpel. They start filling the room with fucking oxygen. Uh, Loomis tells Lori to get out of the room, get out of the room, shuts the door, locking him in there with Michael, then says, it's time, Michael. Goodbye, and lights a lighter, blowing their ass up. Just kind of like they did right now in this one, but it wasn't as explosive. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah, and in no Halloween 2, that... They killed him off, but with how poorly Halloween 3 did, Mm -hmm. they were like, oh, we made a mistake. You can't get rid of the main fucking character. That's why you're going to see it. And that's why they made Halloween 4, the return of Michael Myers. Oh, man. (laughs) And you find out 
how and why Loomis and Michael survived being blown the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> they had one of those Batman cloaks because he's got that shit that protects heat. Uh, right. I wonder if those guys that did the third one got shit on so hard by the community. Like, you can't do... Oh, no. Like, Yeah, as a kid, I hated that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hated it. But now I have a different mindset, and I agree with what Mustafa Khan said. Okay. It is a great movie, but it's not a Halloween movie. Mm, okay, that's a fair statement. And I'll have to see it to be like, okay, I see where, where he's coming mm-hmm. from. Because Mustafa... He's he's the director. Right? He's the executive producer. On executive the producer. One. Okay. He's he produced up through one through up through eight. Then he, uh, him and a couple members of his family were killed at a wedding in Georgia, and his son Malik Akai took over the reins, and he started with Rob Zombie's Halloween. Oh, that I did not know. He started off with the shit one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, from what you were saying, because I haven't seen it, but. Does he then progress? Did he pay well, partake that's in this what, one? Oh, yeah. He okay. was the one that literally went back to 40 years later. Let's go back to the original, eliminate all existing timelines in the mm-hmm. Halloween verse, and just do a direct sequel to 1978s. He wanted to do that in honor of his dad. That's sick. I love that. This this movie feels like there's a lot of like closeness between like the cast and like a lot of people trying to just live on the legacy of it, but in in, in the correct light, you know, yeah. in the correct uh, respect. And I think like it's very telling in the fact that after John Carpenter returned to Halloween after Halloween three, and it was this movie and this idea that brought him on board. He's a producer on the movie. He's obviously composed the music with his son, Mm -hmm. and he's a proponent of this film. Obviously, John Carpenter gets credit and paid for every Halloween movie that gets fucking made. That's his. He made it. But for him to actually return to the franchise, because they wanted him to return to uh, direct the H2O, the 20th anniversary Mm -hmm. of Halloween. He's like, no, no. You guys have fun. I'm I'm good. I don't want any part of it. Yeah, you guys are gonna probably fuck it up, and I don't want to be part of that. <laughs> well, he probably they probably told him the script or like maybe the plot or how they were gonna do it, and he's just like, yeah, that's not. I'm not. I'm not vibing with that. Yeah, I'm not jiving with that turkey. No. Yeah, not at all. Yeah, I don't want to be part of a piece of shit. Did you like the fact that they elevated the gore in this one? As opposed to what we saw in 1978. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I think I even mentioned that there wasn't hardly any blood, you know, in the first mm-hmm. one. I mean, and there was in certain scenes. And they even showed clips, I think, in this one of the first one, right? Yeah, they, they do a that? flashback of Judas' yeah. uh, death. And when they when they showed um, the tombstone there again and they made a point to go to that, I, part of me was kind of hoping that they were going to move that shit again. Like he was going to go back and get it. Um, yeah. Every time I come back to Haddonfield, I have to take my headstone. Yeah. <laughs> I come home. I get this shit. I take the headstone of my dead mother, but I'm really just trying to kill the fuck out of my sister. Um, Across the board, what would you say the level of acting performances were in this? Everybody did pretty good. It was a newer movie, so you don't have to worry about like the super young teenagers trying to learn how to act in these old, mm-hmm. you know, the older films. 
Um, I was pleased with it. There wasn't anybody that pissed me off, uh, except obviously like the Chad boyfriend. He needed to die, but act. Oh, the the dad was kind of weak. Um, I I think his acting performance kind of sucked the most, even though he's trying to be yeah. awkward. But like he, I said, yeah, you could definitely tell Danny McBride was a rat uh, behind a lot of that character, okay. behind the writing of that character, just because he was so fucking immature. Yeah, especially like at the dinner scene where he's trying to fucking be all cool, talking to Cameron, the shit he's saying. Yeah, he just looks. The cadence and the way he says things just makes him like, dude, you're trying way too yeah, fucking exactly. hard. Yeah, exactly. It was forced. Yeah, you're trying <laughs> you're way trying too hard. Way too fucking hard. Yeah, he he played it good, I guess, if he was trying to be too hard. But again, I don't know. He was just kind of gross and needed to die. I don't disagree with that. Oh. Um, did you see the ending coming? That the basement was going to turn into like a fucking trap for Michael. Oh man, that was interesting because I related that to the new. Oh, we haven't talked about that yet. Can I? Can I talk about that? The new Hellraiser, yeah. um, because that's essentially what happens: is they they take their home and then they use it as to, uh, a a place to to trap mm. the thing that terrifies them. Um, and she did the same exact thing. I was like, what is, like, are they watching each other's movies and shit? Like, right. that's a good idea. Let's trap the monster. <laughs> um, and I did not see the part where they were going to lock him in the basement and kill him there. I, I didn't see that coming at all. Yeah. Um, I was, I, and a part of me was like, why would you guys just go into the basement and hide there? And then obviously he gets all He-Man on that bitch and rips it off. Um, I love that scene. Yeah, and it was cool that she played him too. She like, oh like yeah, the, oh, like I can't do it, uh-huh. I can't do it. I got, got you. you. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. because she was like, her character acts all pissed off because her mom gave her this traumatic life of to like to protect herself because mm-hmm. of, you know what happened and shit. And she bitches and she resents her mom for it. And then she like tells her kid like, oh, what was me like da 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 da. Um, but then when it came time to like to fucking stand up and do everything that she was yeah. trained to. I was stoked that she was able to pull it through because mm-hmm. I was like, "Are you gonna, are you gonna be sucky? Like, <laughs> right. like don't, don't shit on your mom." Yeah, she definitely, she lived up to her potential. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and made her mom a character. Yeah. And I did like the callback to the original movie when Lori comes out of the shadows behind Michael, like in the original movie when Michael appears out of the shadows behind her and stabs her in the arm. Yeah, they had a lot of fun with this one. Yeah. Um, kind of letting jamie and when jamie lee curtis even does the when the vanishing bit um, oh yeah yeah i was like is she, thrown is she gonna do it is she gonna do it ah oh, she did she, she got yeah. it back right you know like a taste of his own medicine those are the kind of things that i like in movies because if you can sense it coming uh-huh you you hope it's actually gonna fucking be there <laughs> as a up. fucking homage to the originals yeah <laughs> Uh, like i said like the first time i watched it and there's even more references when we get to halloween kills like the the three masks from halloween three play a much larger role in halloween kills but we'll discuss that when we get there okay all right Uh, what about the the movies what were those paying homage to i saw that they i thought there was like a cartoon or something or something one of them and the TVs that were playing in the house. Yeah, they were just playing a lot of random just shit. nothing yes. that had like any meaning behind no. it, like the first one. Okay, <laughs> not this time. All right, I don't think we get that again until maybe, maybe in the hospital and kills, and then definitely in Halloween ends. Well, you said that's something that John likes to do is he puts like a lot of you know multiple meanings behind mm-hmm. the scenes or what yeah. he does on purpose. Mm-hmm. And he didn't obviously do this one, so maybe that makes yeah. 
Yes. And like I said, David Gordon Green definitely does more of that in the the latest one, Halloween Ends. Mm-hmm. Like he's more like to put on the nose references to the other Halloween movies. Okay. Even to the point, like I said, the fucking whole when the sheriff says what are we supposed to do ban halloween they legit ban halloween and halloween curse of michael myers and at the beginning of that movie they're trying to resurrect celebrating halloween like this is the first year that they're they have been allowed to celebrate since 1988 oh and guess what it brings <laughs> um at the very end when the daughter or the granddaughter i don't remember which is holding like the big old Michael Myers like mm-hmm. knife and shit. A part of me was like, I wonder if the knife is like his soul or like his spirit animal, like his spirit. See, character. I would have loved that, especially mm-hmm. because like in Halloween four, Jamie Lloyd at the end of it, like they shoot Michael. He touches, he walks up to him, holds his hand, gets up, walks away. And Michael comes up behind him and they just blast him down into a fucking mine shaft. Nice. But at the end of that movie, Jamie grabs a pair of scissors and stabs her foster mom. Oh. So it was like evil was transferred uh-huh. into her. Yeah. And I always liked that concept. And I kind of thought they were heading that direction with this movie. Okay. With Allison. But I honestly, I, well, I've seen them. I know they don't. But I I think it was the wise choice not to go that route. Right, because you will just wait two more movies. Fair, I can I can definitely do that. I know we're gonna watch one tomorrow. <laughs> we're yeah. just trying to crank these goddamn things out. Um, because I think that when you were saying that in the third one, they try to get rid of him, and then I was like, well, where else could they go with it? Because it'd have to be something demonic or some kind of like item that then spreads this like a murderous you know disease that seems to be very contagious. Yeah. Um, but if that's I, don't know. I just can't believe they try to get rid of the main character. That's just still it's like irritating me. Like you can't you can't take away the dopest part of the fucking mm-hmm. franchise, dude. But honestly, I think John Carpenter was trying to kill the character off. Oh, okay. That way there wouldn't be any more thirteen shit. fucking movies. Yeah. Because every time you bring a character back to a movie and I love it, mm-hmm. you have to come up with a way of how he survives. Yeah, how he gets back, <laughs> and they literally blew his ass up. <laughs> blew his ass up. He walks out behind fucking like you see him walking behind Laurie and just plummets to the. And the final shot you see is his fucking head and mask, completely en- engulfed in flames, just melting away. Mm-hmm. He's dead. He, he's fucking dead. <laughs> Then when you see Halloween 4 and just see, oh, he's got a few burn burn scars on his hand, but yeah. he's, for the most part, all right. He's got a SpongeBob Band-Aid on his arm. He's like, I'm <coughs> cool, bro. Uh, I got to go Shatner terrorizing some more. And I will show you a picture of Halloween 4's mask. The worst mask in the fucking Halloween It's franchise. like a dead mouse mask. Oh, my God. <laughs> it lights up and shit. It's got big-ass oh, ears. It makes me so sad. <laughs> It makes my heart weep <laughs> every time I watch that movie. And people think it's one of the best movies. Wow. One of the best sequels. And I'm like, yeah, it's good. But 2018 is way better than fucking four. Okay. Way fucking better than four. Interesting. Um, 
but I'm, I'm that's excited. just my opinion. Do not yell at me. <laughs> we all have opinions. <laughs> yeah, opinions are like assholes. They all have one, and they all stink. They all stink. That's right. <laughs> to wrap this up, one fell swoop. How would you would you recommend this movie, and how would you rank it compared to the first one? Because <clears throat> I, you gave the first one a nine. I I mean I was thinking about that today, and that it definitely deserves a ten. So maybe for the record, no, just if, I'm, if I'm allowed to, uh, yeah, it's I'll definitely let you, it's a tenner. I ag- it was your first time seeing the movie. It was, it w- and that was your first impression. It was a nine out of ten. Well, there ain't nothing wrong with that. Because I remember I That's said a passing grade. I said nine, and then I think I said nine and a half, and then I said ten. But I remember saying ten a few times when I was trying to like pick my, yeah. my ranking, and it's it it definitely deserves a ten. That this one though, on the other hand. Um, I think it's a great movie. I think that I would absolutely recommend people to watch it. It's fun. It's like a cooler version. It's got great, you know, death throughout all of it. All the kills are pretty tight. Um, you know, you get yourself a couple of them Franklins that you know you want to die right off the bat. Uh, and there's plenty of humor mixed in. Oh, yeah. The, the humor was great, and it was done well. Um, you know, the, there's – and this – this continues to live on the legacy of the babysitter killer. Yeah. Right. He made a point because there's always somebody watching some kids and shit mm-hmm. um, so far in the two that I've seen. But if, if I had to rank this one, this one's like a, it's like a solid, like an eight, I would have to say, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's fair. Like for me, I was just like so ecstatic to see this movie. Like I said, I was worried as fuck when I knew who was making the movie. Mm-hmm. But leaving that theater back in 2018, I couldn't have been happier. It yeah. was such a great fucking movie. Because you weren't wearing a mask, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> but I will give this, in my opinion, I think it's a nine. It's, yeah. It's not as good as the original, but only by slight bit. Yeah. I, I think it's a solid fucking watch, and I recommend, if you're a horror fan... Even if you're not a Halloween fan, if you're a horror fan, you will enjoy this movie. Yeah, you really will. And you, I think you might not understand a lot that goes on mm-hmm. in this movie if you haven't seen the first one, but you, it's still an enjoyable watch yeah. without having seen the original. Yeah, to- I would totally be down to watch like all like like kind of like how we're doing it. Like one, would you said? I guess it's like a direct be. number two, and then a number three, and then number four. So I'd like to watch all four of them in a row. And literally, we're watching Halloween. In first one 11 12 13 <laughs> <laughs> because we have halloween halloween 2 halloween 3 sleeping quarters halloween 4 return to michael myers halloween 5 revenge of michael myers halloween and i'll always call it halloween 666 the origin of michael myers sweet that's what it was originally supposed to be called halloween h2o halloween resurrection then we have rob zombies halloween and rob zombies hd and now <laughs> we have 2018s Rob Zombie did his own version of H two O. He did H two Halloween two. Oh, okay. He H2. just called it H two because oh. he's hip like that. It's his. It's like P Diddy. I'm happy he didn't put Halloween's name on that piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say that. I'm I'm M Myers. I'll be double M for murder. <laughs> murder many. But yeah, I like I just love this movie so much, and and I'm gonna tip my hand a little bit. This will be the last one that I talk this highly about. (laughs) But we'll get to that when we get to that. But is there anything else you would like to 
comment about the movie or ready to wrap it up? No, these are these are a lot of fun. Um, it's it's nice to have these really good ones right in a row, and then kind of what you're saying right now that it's gonna probably go a little downhill from downhill from here. But I'm okay with that. I want to see oh, the best, take, best, we're gonna the take worst, a sharp, the worst. Sharp turn. Okay, and I want that. You know, I, I need to be able to just be like, wow, what the fuck was this guy thinking compared to like the originals? Um, it's a good comparison, but I'm having a blast. I, I can't wait to keep watching these. Thanks for listening. Uh, happy Halloween and uh, have a good one, y'all. Yep. Happy Halloween, everybody. Thank you for listening. And as always, till next time, kiddies. Thank you for listening to this. We hope you have enjoyed your time. back to the Movie Pit Podcast each week for a new movie review podcast. The Movie Pit is produced by Ryan Boozer-Johnson and Seth Chapman. The opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual hosts. May not reflect the views of RMJ Media Incorporated.